It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing good. Uh, excited about today's show. Going to get to interact with, with some of our listeners, so it's going to be fun. Absolutely, really cool. And uh, if you want to be a part of this show next week, uh, we'll probably be doing uh, one of these shows every week as, as long as we have enough content during the off season. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail six one five seven eight seven eight seven six two. Try to keep your message to around a minute. Makes it a little bit easier on us for editing and that type of stuff. Um, and if you do that between now and you know the middle of the week next week, we'll be able to get you in for next week's show. Um, before we get started up with all that stuff, I remind you, Terry and I write from EasyMiracles.com, where we cover the Titans for SB Nation. So you can follow us there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. Get the podcast where we get your podcast. Just search out Locked On Titans. You can also play the podcast on your home speaker, Alexa, Google Home, whatever it is that you have. Just say play podcast Locked On Titans, and you'll be able to hear us there as well. All right, so now we're going to get into the uh, some of the voicemails that we got this week. And first up is Don talking about Marcus Mariota. Hey, sorry, this is Don just finishing my thought. I'm so sorry it's long-winded. I just want to say that I think Mariota's confidence is a little shot. He he can't play his game. He's worrying about what the coaches are telling him. I think he's listening to what the fans and the media are saying. I think if you look at it where people were saying, all right, he's not staying in the pocket long enough because he's not a pocket quarterback. He's running too fa- too too early. Then he's trying to stay in there too long, and then he's getting sacked. And then when he leaves too early, then people are are telling are saying he's leaving too early. So he's just like listening to what every people everybody's saying, and he's not. He's feeling like he's not – it just feels like he's not comfortable. And when you can't play your game, you can't play freely and comfortably. You're thinking too much. And I just think Mariota has never really gone through a lot of adversity in the first four years of his career has not gone the way he envisioned. And all the questions are coming up by everybody, and there's no doubt he hears it. And I think he really is not dealing with it, with dealing with it as well as, you know, we would have liked him to deal with it. So – Hopefully someone can fix him, but right now I think he's not he's not playing freely and he's not playing Mariota football. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, I think Don is is right to to a certain extent um, on Marcus Mariota. I, I think when you go through so many offenses, uh, you learn so much terminology. Uh, it, it just kind of starts to weigh on you, and, and then you throw in the the injury situation. You know, Jimmy's mentioned. Several times coming back from from the leg in, injury, uh, just didn't look the same. Uh, stepping up into the pocket, uh, just just kind of was a little jittery. Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with that. So uh, the second year in this league, I, I thought he was great. Uh, you know that that's kind of what we're holding on to. It's what I'm holding on to uh, as what he can be. Really haven't seen that since. So you know, I, again, that's why we wanted Matt Lafleur to stick around. We wanted him to get comfortable, um, you know, in the offense. But unfortunately now he's probably going to have to learn a, a whole new offense again unless they promote from within. Uh, so it, it's just it, the whole situation sucks for him. I mean, maybe he can go somewhere, you know, assuming he leaves Nashville, assuming he doesn't turn around, maybe he can go somewhere, uh, maybe sit for a season and learn and, and get some continuity uh, back in his career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not to go, you know, Howie the Titan on us here, but um, and compare Marcus Mariota to you know my high school <laughs> athletics career. But um, 
one of our high school football coaches basically said, if you're thinking you're hurting the team, and the point he was making there is we need you out there like reading and reacting to things. And I think when, when you're a guy like Marcus who's been in so many different systems, I think it's just he, he's unsure of what he's supposed to do at certain times. I mean, you can see that from him out there. I thought you especially saw that last year, and like you're saying, I mean, it, whether it was that he was worried about the leg and that kind of stuff, it, it seemed like that to me. But, um, you know, last year there were definitely times where he just looked like he didn't have any confidence and didn't look like he trusted what he was seeing. And then into this year, you know, Matt LaFleur said something. Um, it's, it was early. In the, it was either right before the season started or early in the season. Basically, like, tell, you know, he had told Marcus, you got to go out there and let it rip. You know, you just got to go out there and play, make the throws, let whatever's going to happen happen. You can't play timid. And so I think that goes back to a little bit of Don's point there. It's just that when you don't have that confidence, you're not able to be out there and just let it rip like that. So, yeah, from that standpoint, it's tough um, seeing, you, you know, another system possibly coming in here. Um, the other thing I'd say about this year is, you know, it's, it's hard to say in what games he was healthy and, and that kind of stuff. And, again, I know, like, we make these excuses and all that stuff, and, and we talked at length the other day about how, you know, year five is, is prove it or else, regardless of whatever else happens. But I do think um, at times this year he was unsure of his ability to throw the ball down the field. And so I'm certain that would hurt his confidence in, you know, what he was seeing in front of him and if he thought he could make a throw or not. So, but, yeah, I think there's definitely something to that. I think Don makes a really good point there that just when you're when you got so much stuff going on in your head because you had to learn so many different things, it's hard to just be out there reacting to what's going on in front of you. All right, we will continue with the voicemails in just a minute. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about my bookie. Uh, if you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that my bookie is the place that we tell you to go to if you're going to be gambling on online or gambling online on sports. NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get into the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the games. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is just around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win, and ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just, just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you've got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25. And MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. We got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging, with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcast. All right, so our next voicemail uh, comes from someone who didn't leave a name, but uh, I thought made some pretty good points. Hey, guys. Um, 
listening to today's podcast, the one that came out today about Team Peace coming back and talking about the teams we hate the most, and uh, this is after the Matt LaFleur news, and so I wanted to call in and um, see what y'all thought about possible OC candidates, if it's too early to tell um, what some of those might be, what that looks like for the Titans moving forward, what it's like for Marcus to have another new offensive coordinator, and um, specifically in relation to that, I would love to hear if there's any silver lining in this for an offense that I think was ranked like 28th or 29th, uh, where we had all kinds of offensive line issues and just general stagnation from the offense, um, is there any possibility that this is actually something that could work out for the for the better, even if it means at this at the expense of continuity? Um, so I'd love to hear about that, what that looks like, what. Where do you think the Titans are going to go with that? If you think they're going to kind of try and stay in the same direction as LaFleur, the same kind of tree, I guess you could say, as LaFleur, or if you think that they're going to go a totally different direction with it. Um, I mean, I know everybody's looking for the next big day, but um, is it possible that LaFleur, just him moving on, is actually better for the franchise overall long term? Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for the work, guys. Yeah, and as we said a couple of days ago, it, there's just a lot of names right now. I, I don't know that that you know regurgitating all of them uh, to you is is you know productive at this point. Uh, I think we know who, who the guys are. Uh, we'll see. We'll we'll have more a more in depth discussion when uh, Titans start to set up some interviews and, and some of those reports come out. But to your point about there being a potential silver lining uh, with Lafleur leaving. I think there could be. Uh, you know, I, I think you know our stance. We wanted to see that continuity with, with Marcus Mariota and, and Matt LaFleur. But, you know, you, you bring somebody exotic in, somebody unknown. Maybe you go to the college ranks. There's certainly uh, a chance for some upside there. And, and look, that's the way the, the NFL is going. Um, so if they're going to go in a total new direction, um, I, I think Jimmy agrees with me on this. I, I want to see them uh, really branch out and, and do something uh, kind of wild and, and not and kind of off the beaten path. I, I don't want to see uh, a former NFL head coach or, or just someone vanilla like that. I, I'd kind of like to see them go to the college ranks because you know we, we're still believers in Marcus Mariota. Obviously, there's problems there that, that we've talked about just about every day now, but. Uh, I think he still has potential to play at a, at a very high level. Uh, just needs a little bit of help from both the coaches and the personnel around him. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think my first choice is probably if they have somebody. You know, the, the name Arthur Smith has gained a lot of traction over the last couple of days with Kaharski. You know, saying that that might be the guy that they could, you know, that they could keep or that they could promote from on the staff and that kind of stuff. Um, if they've got a guy that they think is ready to be you know, that offensive coordinator or the, the, the dynamic play caller. Um, if, if they've got that guy in house, I think that would be my first preference, again, just because the continuity piece of it. Um, like you're saying, I mean, with, with LaFleur, I, if, if it wasn't all the switching in and out and stuff, you know, I'd be fine with whatever. I mean, I, I, I never think it's a great idea to only give a guy one year, um, and then especially with, you know, the – the constraints that he had this year with all the injuries and that type of stuff. But, I, I mean, I was never overly impressed with what I saw out there. And, again, we talked about it, I think, yesterday. 
but or maybe the day before. But when you go back to the two point play call in London, the Luke Stalker handoff, the way that you know, even even when Derrick Henry got rolling, and sometimes they would give Derrick Henry three or four carries and then pull him out and give the on those series or whatever. Um, there, there were things about Matt Lafleur that I thought were concerning and just question marks. But again, some of that maybe you chalk up to a guy and being his first season calling plays. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think the Titans lost like the the greatest offensive mind of this generation or anything like that with Lafleur leaving. Um, again, the, the the biggest concern that I think we both have is just for the continuity of the offense. All right, coming up next, we will hear from Daniel, who uh, is talking about basically the, the roles of the running backs on the team. Hey, guys, Daniel uh, from L.A. again, California. Sorry for the long-winded voicemails. Um, what I was trying to get at is if they're scheming for Deion Lewis, and of course, I mean, everybody knows he's not he's not a featured back. But if, if I'm not saying he's going to be New England, but if, if – if your main guy is Derrick Henry, and then you can bring in De- uh, Deion Lewis, where he's not schemed for, and kind of offset what they're looking for, then I think he can thrive. Now, obviously, it's, it's difficult to take out a guy like Derrick Henry if he's producing and then put him on the field. I get that. That's pretty fair. There is always that balance, and I think that's difficult for not only fans to figure out, but even coaches. But I think it's, he's brought for the correct role, which is a very productive third down or change of pace back, then he can thrive. He could be one of the best in the league in that role. Yeah, he's a little overpriced, but if you have the money, you have the money. I mean, they have the room right now. Um, as long as it doesn't prevent them from future future moves, I think that's that's fine. I, I think it's kind of a little bit jumping the gun to say, oh, when we think we got a contract, he was really bad. Not really. Um, he was just cast in the wrong role, in my opinion. Uh, but like I said, I agree with you guys that I don't think he is a feature back. Anyways, uh, love the show. Uh, really enjoy the insight. Listen to you guys all the time. Um, hope hope you don't take any of the disagreement negatively. It's just I agree with most of what you guys say. Just thought I'd uh, throw that out there. Um, love to hear you guys' feedback. Uh, agree or disagree. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, and I definitely think there's a role for for Deion Lewis in, in this offense. Um, like you said, he's not a featured guy. Uh, it's it's pretty clear Derrick Henry is that guy. You know, it, it's pretty clear that that Derrick Henry is still limited on on third down. So obviously you've got Deion Lewis here. He's he's not giving up that role. Uh, that's that's what he's going to be. Now, what what I don't want to see. Um, like like Jimmy just said, answering the last question, I don't want to see it be a Deion Lewis drive. You know, there's no reason for that. Um, Derrick Henry is clearly the the better runner at this point. Now that may change. You know, we saw it change last year. Uh, but I, I think he's got a role passing downs. You know, you don't want to tip your hand. He, he can handle some some inside carries from time to time. Uh, obviously, spelling Derrick Henry. Um, but he, above all else, he's got to cut cut off the neg- negative plays. I, I just I don't think he did a real good job of taking what was in front of him last year. Uh, seemed to dance a lot. It's funny, uh, him and him and Henry kind of seemed to uh, just swap roles. You know, Henry, that was the knock on Henry last year. Uh, he, he seemed to turn around and bounce it outside a little bit. So I, I think he's got, when he's in there, he's got to take what's in front of him. Uh, he's got to run like he ran against the Chargers in London. You know, he was running over Dukes. I, I don't know where that guy went. 
Uh, the Titans certainly need him back, especially at his press tag. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, it was just a weird year for the running backs. Um, and I don't think when they signed Deion Lewis, they ever envisioned him being the feature running back. But I think they, at some point, basically said, look, this is not working with Derrick Henry. We're going to have to go a different direction. Um, it, it just kind of seems like that's what happened, and then they didn't have to worry about it as much after Derrick Henry got rolling. So I think they're absolutely right. I mean, he has a role. Um, we, we talked about it, too, before. Like, I don't know. Things got a little weird at one point in the season. It looked like he had lost a step. I don't know if there was an injury that we didn't know about or just if he was used, you know, so much early in the season, which is, you know, that he hasn't been used to doing uh, because he had been injured with the Patriots. So, um, yeah, something like that. It just seemed like he didn't have that same juice at the end of the year. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to move on from Deion Lewis, I don't think. Like he said, contract situation and all that kind of stuff. Definitely a role for him here. And, and another good point you made, they don't trust Derrick Henry on third down. I, I mean, I, and I don't think it's because they don't think he can catch. I think it's more of a pass protection thing and that type of stuff. Um, was it the – was the Chiefs playoff game last year? Yeah. I think you know we had yeah. been we had been yelling all year. Get Derek Henry on the field. Get Derek Henry on the field. We don't understand why they're bringing Demarco Murray in on third downs. And then you know he gets Mark Smart. Derek Henry gets Mark Smart killed. So um, yeah, I mean I, I think there's still some some stuff going on there. It's, it's just you know understanding pass protection or whatever. So um, yeah, I mean listen. They're not, like I said, they're not moving on from Deion Lewis. He's going to be here, and I do think that he is. I mean, we've seen in the past, and we saw it times this year. I mean, he had a couple of big receiving games. There, there are definitely some things he can bring to the game um, and bring to this offense. I just, for whatever reason, it just didn't shake out this year. Like I said, it was just, it was a weird season all the way around, and it was especially weird uh, from the running backs' perspective. All right, uh, coming up, we will hear from JP. Hey guys, this is JP from Ohio. Huge fan of the show. Love what you guys do. Listen to every episode. Uh, so I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have looked ahead, but our schedule next year is absolutely brutal. Uh, I mean, with our division heating up and getting better with the Colts, Houston wasn't really healthy. Jacksonville, you know, they're always a toss up. But we got the NFC South and the AFC West next year. And I mean, with KC and LA, and then you got Carolina and New Orleans. I mean, depending on what Tampa Bay does with their new coaching hires that happened the past couple of days, it's uh, it could be brutal for us. Um, realistically, I mean, I could see a seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe. I mean, depending on what the Titans do, if they get the proper help at you know a wide receiver, address the line issues, and Marcus stays healthy. So, just want to hear your guys' thoughts. Thanks. All right, yeah, I was uh, I was actually looking at this the other day. Um, it, it, it does look a little daunting uh, just when you look at it. Uh, you got home games against the Chiefs, uh, Chargers, Saints, Buccaneers, new staff down there. That offense is, is scary. Um, Bills, and then of course the division opponents. And you go to Denver, to Oakland, to Atlanta, to Carolina, to Cleveland. You know Baker Mayfield, Freddie Hitchens. They they look pretty good at the end of that year. Then of course you get your uh, your division opponents too. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I do this every year. Uh, I think I, I look at the, the schedule and think it's probably harder than, than what it really is. Um, you know, the other point I'd make, I, I say this a lot, things change in the NFL really, really fast. Um, you know, no one thought Jacksonville was going to be one of the worst teams in the league uh, this year. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone thought Buffalo was going to be as tough as they were. They surprised some people. Uh, so I, I think there's going to be turnover. 
I, I think it's it's kind of you know dumb to to worry at, at this point about the opponents. Uh, you know, I'm certainly guilty of it too, though. Uh, so you know, Chiefs, Chargers, Saints. You know, that's the first three on this list. Uh, that's tough. And then you, I think you got to look at the division too. Um, Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. Andrew Luck's not going anywhere. That defense apparently is not going anywhere either. So uh, it's looking tough for the Titans in 2019. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it is tough to translate things from year to year. But you look at what the the, the Chiefs and the Chargers are doing right now, and it's hard to see. Hey, you know, injuries or whatever uh, is just a thing that'll, that'll get you there. But it's, it's hard to to see to see them not being good next year. Um, you know, and then the NFC South, I mean, I think the Falcons were down this year, but, you know, they've got a lot of talent on that team. Obviously, they'll get a high draft pick to help fix their defense, most likely. So they're going to be good, the Saints. I mean, yeah, you know, you just here and look at it, like the, the division, I think. This division, I mean, this year you had three teams in the division with winning records, and I, I haven't looked across the, the NFL to see how many teams, how many divisions can say that, but I know there's not very many. Um, and, you know, this division has been the laughing stock of the league uh, a lot over the last decade. I think that's going to change um, going forward. There's Andrew Luck being back and healthy and, and John Watson and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think every year we're going to look at it and, and it's going to look challenging. Um, and, but, you know, you just kind of got to see, like you are saying, got to kind of have to see how it plays out, how healthy teams are. Uh, when it, when you know that when that week comes up, and that's what I think is so funny. Um, you know, we will be all excited when they release the schedule uh, sometime in I think it's usually late March, early or late April, uh, somewhere around in there. But we we don't know anything. I mean, there are certain things that you can factor in um, as far as like when's a good time to go somewhere. You know, you don't want to go to Miami in September, which Titans have to do this year. You don't want to go to Buffalo in December. I mean, those types of things. Um, they don't play the Bills next year, but like, or do they? They do. They do. But I mean, they get them at home. At home. So yeah. But anyway, I mean, those, those types of things, like you know, that you, you don't necessarily want. But um, other than that, it, it's a week to week league. A lot of and, and you know, listen, if you're a Titans fan, you know, better than anybody else. This team, some weeks look like they could win the Super Bowl, some weeks they look like they wouldn't win another game all season. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to project that kind of stuff. But absolutely, when you look at it on paper, it does look like a daunting schedule, and just that AFC West is, is just. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, that's going to be a tough division. Um, all right, so that'll do it for today. We did have Dakota call in and, and leave us a message. He didn't really have a question, uh, but had some nice things to say to us, and we appreciate that. Uh, like I said, if you want to be a part of this show next week, 615-787-8762. That's the number you call. Leave a voicemail, and uh, we'll get you on the show next week. Um, Check out MuseumMiracles.com. Between now and then, we'll have a lot of stuff. Anything happens with this offensive coordinator hire, uh, we'll be talking about it there, absolutely, like Terry said. Um, you know, it is kind of tough at this point to, to throw out a lot of names. But once we get reports of interviews and that kind of stuff, then we can start talking about those guys um, and you know, look into their backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out there. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. And don't forget, with your Alexa or Google Home speaker, just they play podcast Locked On Titans, and you can hear us there. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah.